Niggas been counting me out, I'm counting my bullets, I'm loading my clips, I'm writing down names, I'm making a list, I'm checking it twice and I'm getting them hit. The real ones been dying, the fake ones is lit. The game is all balanced, I'm back on my shit. The bitly is dirty, my sneakers is dirty, but that's how I like it. You all on my dick, I'm all in my bag, it's hard as it get. I do not smell powder, I might take a sip, I might hit the blunt, but I'm liable to trip. I ain't popping no pill, but you do as you wish. Alright, Hurley, this is putting with the flag in. Just a shout out to J. Cole after a pretty decent all-star game halftime performance. Also assisted on the... Wait, did he assist on the yeah, best dunk yeah, of the dunk he contest? he assist on the best dunk. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. So again, good shout out to, to J. Cole. A lot to do with the rating, too. Yeah, oh yeah. J. Cole brings the people. Yeah, uh, watch out for anybody with dreads to make them sloppy all over like J. Cole's were the other night. Just because that's what everyone's going to do now. That's how I would wear my dreads if I had dreads. I actually wear my dreads like that. Oh, yeah, I forgot you had dreads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a fun All right, fact so let's get listeners. into it because, Nolds, I know that you have uh, a lot to say about Matt Kuchar. I'm and pretty... that whole situation. So I'm going to step out of the way because I know you're pretty pissed off about it. All right. So, so go ahead. Here we go. For those of you who don't know, Matt Kuchar in Mayakoba, we've talked about it before, but his caddy couldn't make it, so he picks up a local caddy, El Toucan. I know how you fuck over a guy with that kind of a nickname, but he did. So Kuchar... Here are the facts. He has an agreement with the with the caddy, L Toucan. Two thousand if he misses the cut, three thousand if he makes the cut, four thousand if he finishes top twenty. And when L Toucan asked about the uh, about what would happen if he won, Kucher said, We'll cross that bridge when we come to it, which not a huge deal I guess. It's like yeah, pretty crazy to call a win. But either way, Kucher ends up winning. Gives the man $5,000. And earlier, you on PGA, what did he win? Uh, it would have been north of a million dollars, I believe. Yeah, I think 1.29, somewhere around there. And so the Plen- standard... Plenty. For- it was plenty <laughs> to give more than $5,000. Yeah, Kucher, who has accumulated a stupid amount of cash over his career, being a steady guy, used to be one of my favorites. Um... I never thought he would do anything like this. I really liked him because I just thought he was a genuine good guy. Turns out he's always been cheap. This was uh, this was brought to everybody's attention by Tom Gillis, who I also am pissed at. Because that asshole is going on interviews right now saying, Oh, we really didn't want to get it to a spot where it would make Kuchar look bad. Fuck you, Tom Gillis. Like, if you're going to be a dick, say that you, that you were pissed at Kuchar. And you were trying to blow him up for it. Because the guy tweeted it. Snitches get stitches. Yeah, so Tom Gillis is trying to act like he's not a fucking snitch. You're a snitch, bro. Either way, you ruined the reputation of one of golf's greatest... Like, literally, one of the greatest ambassadors of the game. So, you didn't do golf any favors. El Toucan. Then, El Toucan also bent Kuchar over. So... Kuchar reaches... Oh, here's a hot fact for you, too. So, basically, Tom Gillis tweets this. Kuchar's agent, who is my cousin's friend... That's my fun fact. Oh, yeah. I'm in in the loop. Good plug. Good plug. 
Yeah, so he reaches out. He says fifteen thousand more dollars. El Tucan says basically fuck you. I don't want your money unless it's fifty thousand. And then the the team in Kucher's camp goes silent. And then after that, that's I mean that's all she wrote. Then El Tucan brings it to the media. Kucher's getting ripped. I don't think Kucher should have gotten ripped since they had a deal. But I am upset that at first it was five thousand. But I'm more pissed also, at Tom Gillis for acting like he's taking the high road. That guy's a dick too. Like, ah, fuck him. I'm mad at him a lot. But I have to applaud El Tucan because he understood that once it was a big deal that he only got paid five grand, he had all the power. Because no matter what he said he wanted, Kucher had to pay it, or he was gonna look like even more of a dick, right? Yeah. So he's so like, I don't want. I don't want fifteen thousand more dollars. I want a fifty piece. Absolutely, Kutcher has to say yes. What a move! First off, El Tucan starts the starts this whole controversy by making one of the shittiest deals: four thousand for top twenty, and then if he wins, undecided, an undecided amount. That's a terrible deal, pretty much. I mean, right. It's like judging you have what to they're remember. playing for. Right, and if you know anything about Matt Kuchar, he's not going to finish outside of the top 20. No, like, yeah. This he's guy, in the top 20 machine. Honestly, I was thinking about this today. Stay a little bit woke. Kuchar might have been pissed at El Tucan for not worrying about Kuchar winning that much. Just having so little faith, he's like, yeah, I'll take the 2,000 if you miss the cut, buddy. And then boom, Kuchar wins it. Um, it did come out, let's see, Billy Horschel said that El Toucan was not reading putts for Kucher. She plays a little bit into it, like how much did he actually help. Either way, he shouldn't have had to give him 10%. Shouldn't have had to give him 50000 I think Kucher got ripped off. But he could have easily avoided it by giving him like 10000 after the win. Even 15000 not too bad. Or, like, think about it, dude. Just give him whatever you made over a million dollars. Like, I mean, yeah. it's still a million dollars. Like... I get I get that it would be like two hundred thousand or whatever. You said it was one point two. Yeah. I don't know, man. Kucher's won quite a few times. He's got some bankroll built up. Motherfucker, I'm doing a pod. (laughs) Oh man, who is that? This this is Maxi. Yeah, I'm doing a podcast. Oh shit. What's up? Uh, I was gonna get your opinion. I'm gonna have to cut it anyways. Oh. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, what's up, dude? All right, this is my book cover. Okay. This is the spine. Yeah. That's the back. That so, a book you made? Just the cover for the book. I think that looks sick. All right, because I suppose I have all the letters in the alphabet, the name of the type font. That, that's just an essay I have, and then... Oh, hell yeah. Shit. That that's pretty dope. dope. Yeah. Dope. I like that. Dope, dope. I'm not even going to cut this, Hurley. All right. It looks sick. Tell me it looks sick. Hey, Hurley says it looks sick. You said what? Hurley says it looks sick. Damn, so I see you! Being able to look through the through the internet and all that shit. Damn, okay, add me on Snapchat. Uh, RHS underscore Spartan. Is that my Snapchat? I don't know. Guess where yeah, was, Maxi is. That was way too loud. <laughs> Did he guess right? Yeah, he guessed right. Hell yeah. Alright, see you, Chief. Yeah, go ahead and add in my Snapchat in there. Now yeah. I'm gonna have to cut this. Add the- <laughs> What's his Snapchat? What's his Snapchat, dude? I'll add him. Couldn't tell you. All right, that's fun. All right, so where the fuck were we? Shit, dude, I don't even remember. Oh, about you were saying how he should have just paid him. 
Oh yeah. Yes, I, I, I honestly don't remember what my final thought was going to be. So My final thought, I think Kutcher's still a great guy, but I also think just, just shines a light that nobody's actually perfect. Like, Kutcher's probably been a dick to people sometimes. And I don't fault him for it at all. I really fault Tom Gillis for trying to act like he's not in the wrong at all. It's really none of his business. Um, I don't know, win a fucking tournament, Tom, then you can start trying to bash on people. <laughs> Like, Jesus. The guy just got off the web.com at age, like, 90, so I don't really see his relevance on tour anymore. You know what? No, I love Kuchar. Fuck Tom Gillis. I'm done. I hate Tom Gillis. He came on uh, PGA Tour Live Radio on Sirius XM acting like he was Jesus, which was unbelievable. I hope people on tour hate this guy. I hope no one wants to play with him. I hope Kuchar refuses to look at him, and I hope they get paired together. On a Friday, and Gillis shoots 82, and Kutcher goes on to win the tournament. No, dude, I hope they play together on a Sunday and are battling to win the tournament, and Tom Gillis ends up winning and then pays his caddy $5,000. I actually want reverse. I want Kutcher to win the tournament, <laughs> slam Tom Gillis, slam the door at him, and then toss him 5000 God fucking damn it. People keep walking in my room. But, yeah. Or so let's just wanna... move. Yep. Let's get off this. All right, Hurley, what All do we right. got next? All right, we're going to recap uh, the Genesis Open of last week, which is, um, I mean, I don't know if you'd really call it an exciting finish. Because um, it was just like one guy's just gonna hold it, and Justin Thomas is gonna shit his pants. So, I mean, that's pretty much what happened. Like uh, Justin Thomas couldn't make a single putt the entire day. Like even the putt he made for birdie on what was it, sixteen, to get within one of the lead or two of the lead yeah. or whatever again. Yeah. Like ba- almost didn't even go in the hole. Yeah, barely. But I think the biggest takeaway for me was the complete explosion by Jordan Spieth. He did you know he hit for the bogey cycle he did. on Sunday? Yeah, the bogey double bogey triple cycle. quad. Bogey double triple quad. You love to see it. Ten over for the day, Jordan Spieth. What the fuck are you doing? So basically, Jordan is. Um... We've said it before, but I really think we've lost him to the fact that he's always going to be waiting for something terrible to happen to him, and he just really can't regain himself. Um, I'm actually seeing performances like this. I have no idea how he bounced back from that 30-minute bogey in the 2017 Open Championship. <laughs> also to slam the door on Cooch's major. So just a little full full circle there. But some other other good finishes this week. Charles Howell the third, my guy. I don't know if anybody knows this, but I mean, there's a lot of guys in tour that I would call my guy. But Ch- Chucky Three Sticks is up there for sure. And you, uh, you actually, you actually called that he would finish top ten. I did say that, yeah. Um, yeah. That that's not going to be published because I kind of. So I lost the audio from last episode, but we had some good takes. Well, last episode I said. I thought Charles Howell the third might finish in the top ten. 
Oh, we do need to re... Yeah, you said that. You also said Adam Scott might win, and my God, if he could putt, he would have. He would have ran oh, yeah. away with the thing because no one wanted to win. He had a no big explosion wanted. on uh, on Sunday, too. He did. And the putts he hit were, like, hopeful. Like, he didn't look like he hit a confident stroke once. That's but the story of his career. Big flagging guy, so got to love him. Got to love it. I saw Tiger. Did you see that? Tiger putted with the flagging. Made an eagle no, with the flagging. Yeah, he did. Oh, on, was it one uh, of those where he would have had it tended, though? No. No, he was on the green. He just, yeah, would he have had it tended? It was like, was it, it was probably away? like, not really, like 20 feet. Oh, let's go, Tiger. Tiger knows. Let's go, Tiger. Tiger he will knows. do whatever he needs to win. Oh, yeah. Of course. I mean, if the best golfer of all time can do it, you might as well listen to a podcast named after it. I don't think Jack putts with a flagging, but that's... that's <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Tough. I bet Jack does putt with the flagging because he's tired of walking and getting it now. He's getting up there. That's probably true. I'm Isn't some cool other... If, like, Jack was, like, on his deathbed, hopefully 90 years down the road, and... <laughs> Someone's like, Jack, what's your what's your last words about your golf career? And he goes, I would have won double the majors had they let me putt with the flag in. And then he just dies right there. <laughs> All the old guys are pissed off because they weren't allowed to putt with the flag in. The game's just not the same anymore, man. You could, you could change the records. Like right now, you could split the record book. No, it doesn't make that big of a difference. It's not saying, like Jack I'm was just saying it's, it could. It's not like Jack was gonna go out and, and win thirty majors because he could have putted with the flag. Like made one more I guess if you really think about it though. <laughs> How many times did he finish second? Because it was quite if, a bit. I think it was like thirty plus. It was a lot of times, especially in majors, like a trillion. Okay, he really might have won thirty majors if they could have <laughs> let him put with the flag in. Just think, if one time the ball takes like a 90-degree lip out, if it hits the stick and jams in there, I don't know. Jack was an oh, aggressive putter, too. He was. Nice and risky. Uh, another thing that I wanted to talk about, about the Genesis Open, was uh, J.B. Holmes, the poster child of slow play, oh was playing. was playing very, very, very slow. So, I actually noticed this myself. Basically, you know you're playing god-awfully slow. I was laying in my dorm room on Sunday, uh, sleeping off a pretty good hangover. But Nice. Yeah, thank you. It's tough flex right there. <laughs> but I'm sitting there. I literally have no plans for the day, and it was taking too much of my time. Watching J.B. <laughs> Holmes plug bomb for 20 minutes. <laughs> And then just walk around. Like, I think part of it is that he just walks as a slow human anyways. And I hate people that just walk slow. But he does. He's just slow. Well, yeah, but he, you know, he gets, it's his turn to play. He's not ready. Right? So he doesn't start (laughs) his whole entire routine getting the yardage, talking about the shot to hit, picking a club, taking practice swings. He doesn't start any of that shit while somebody else is hitting. Like, you have time to do that. While Especially somebody else is hitting, and you could, hitter. he goes right, third and you a could, lot. right, and you could play slow all you want doing that, and you're not going to actually slow your group down. 
but it mm. it's pretty ridiculous. Um, and and I... it definitely affects the people in his group. Definitely. Oh, God, yeah. Michael Breed. Shout out Michael Breed. I love that guy. Dude, you got to listen to him on Sirius. He's the golf awesome. fix. Let's yeah. do this. <laughs> so, like, dude, you can't help but be like, hell yeah, I'm going to go get it today. Like, I listen to that in the morning, and there is nothing that can stop me. He's got a word of the day. <laughs> today was a lead, and he taught me all about how I need to be a leader. And I, I was just woke up. Like, I was like all right, let's, let's do this. Hell yeah, Mike. Let's do this. The guy's electric. But basically, he said, so slow play, like, if I play fast, it doesn't affect anybody who likes to play slow. But if you play slow, I can't play fast, and that's not fair. Right. Which, um, at Emerald Hill, slow play has made me many times think of killing. I won't. Okay. Yeah, I, get bad thought, I get bad thoughts. I shouldn't say that, yeah. Rounds take seven hours. I want someone else to sit out there for seven hours in the middle of a hot Sunday watching $20 golfers, and then you decide if you would say something ridiculous too. Oh, absolutely. But, so shout out Michael. That's Reed why. That. Um, they need to penalize him. He JB Holmes should have been suspended last year when he <laughs> robbed Alex Noren of winning at Torrey Pines. He took five minutes to decide to hit a three-wood or to lay up on the 18th when he was down two. It's like, dude, do you want to win? Hit the three-wood. If you want to get second, lay up. Figure it out. He took five minutes waiting for wind and then lays up. They should have. That guy should have never played a tournament for another three years. Should have he should have lost his, lost his professional status. I would have on the spot. right there. <laughs> yeah. Slugger gets out there. Also. Slugger gets out there and is like, hey, man, you're no longer a professional golfer. You can still win the, t- you can still win the tournament, but you can't collect any money. Then JB would take another 10 minutes deciding if he would go for it or not. <laughs> deciding if that's what he really wanted. I think it doesn't help that he is also one of, like, he's just not, like, a fun guy to watch play golf. No. So it's like you're every time he's taking a shot, you're really just waiting for it to be over, and he makes sure that you have to wait the longest possible amount of time. One more plug I'd like to make uh, would be for Siwoo Kim, who might have the best golf swing on the PGA Tour. Uh, oh, finished yeah, third this week. Surged on Sunday. And a little 6-6 six, six, six on Sunday. Good playing. Honestly, best round of the day. I yeah, think. Best round, of the, best round of the fourth round, because someone might have shot better in the Sunday third round. The, the Sunday Saturday? No, Sunday they finished the third round too. No, no, this so the Sunday Saturday. Saturday. Sunday, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, let's talk about Tiger birdieing going out in a birdie blizzard Saturday night. I mean Oh my god. I thought he was gonna shoot fifty and win the tournament by a hundred strokes. He really robbed us all by not shooting fifty. I know. It's a shame, really. But I just love seeing him hit vintage iron shots. Because then he doesn't even have to putt that well. Like, I don't think he's ever going to putt the way he did in his prime. I mean, it just doesn't make sense that he would. But if he can knock it close, I think he can compete with the guys today. Oh, absolutely. I think I think age 
in ter- just because of the way he used to putt, it was like every single putt was gonna go in. Mm-hmm. Like, like you just kind of lose. I mean, the word for it, you just lose your balls, kind of. Oh yeah. Like for sure. you have, like you're looking at twenty feet and you're or twenty foot putts, and you're like, I don't care if this goes six foot by, I'm gonna make this fucking putt. And you know, as you get older, that especially with like all the short game struggles that he's had. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure, I'm sure that's, that's part of it is just some, you know, a little bit of a mindset change, but I mean, if, if you really think about it, he's still probably one of the top, you know, three or four putters in the history of golf. So Absolutely. I wouldn't worry too much about it, but six, three putts this week always hurts, but I mean, you take those away and then what he's a couple putts of, you know, away from being in in contention really trying to win so i think that's good news uh for tiger for sure this week and for uh just for a little bit of it was getting windy the greens were getting dry they played a million different speeds this week i'm sure with the rains and playing early playing late all the spike marks even though you can fix them i mean getting 36 holes in during a day definitely has an effect on putting so i don't look too much into this week um, like JB Holmes led the week in putting, whatever. That's why I'm on the golf way tournament. down the back nine. So, but yeah, basically, I'd I'd call this tournament a washout. Uh, JT really let one slip. Let's talk about that because he he just didn't want to win. Oh, he tried so hard not to win the whole time. <laughs> it was confused. brutal to watch. Um, a cold shank. Yes, that. hell of a par though. Yeah, hell of a par, but it was 130 yards out, man. Make a birdie. You shanked it, <laughs> lost by one. Maybe you don't shank it. <laughs> Give yourself a birdie putt. I don't or, know. or you don't make that double on 13. That probably would help too. But yeah, how about the who's old, counting? The old five foot three putt. Hate to see it. Those hate to see those. I so I couldn't on. believe the amount of putts that jb holmes and justin thomas not adam scott adam scott just missed a lot but jb holmes and justin thomas kept trying to slam putts home as the greens got quicker with the wind i don't understand that oh yeah justin thomas does that all the time he'll just get up and like like mash these five and six footers in the hole and when he makes them i mean when he's putting them well they all go in because he's putting them aggressive there's no break he plays them all pretty Mm -hmm. straight but like when you're just a little bit off, you, that's when you get the power lips, and your five-footer lips out to six feet. Yeah, and he looks like he can't believe it. His lip-outs aren't ones that you can say, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that. His lip-outs are like, yeah, dude, you hit it too hard. Yeah. Like, like, like it's softer. Yeah, like the lips on, yeah, on PJ yeah. Tour. Are, God damn! Oh, dude. Are you doing the podcast? Yeah. I'm, I'm pissed. Who the fuck is this guy? I don't know. They're having fucking meetings in my room. Ridiculous. Oh, my God. Yeah, so we'll just wait. Looks, They're about to be done. Look, looks like we're going to have to move on to next week, dude. We, we will have to move on. Fuck. You want me to lock your door? No, I don't care. Just knock. Dude, that was so loud. Huh? Holy shit. Oh, when I yelled. Whoever that was, that was really loud. I don't know something does it for me. 
What are you guys doing? What do you have all the it's same thing for? APA paper. It's a different thing. I just have it for my other thing. Oh. I can do a reference page and I hate referencing APA. Yeah, dude. Reference pages are a bitch. I'm gonna lock your door. You don't have to lock it. You have to Yo, podcast. Yo, MLA format's way better, dude. Yeah, for sure. MLA all day, dude. Alright, here we go. We're back in. <laughs> oh my god. I, I don't that, know. that that legitimately hurt my ears, I think. Alright, here we go. Alright, yeah, I'm ready. Alright, so yeah, Justin Thomas, JB Holmes, terrible putting down the stretch. I'm not saying the greens were perfect at that time, but just the lack of will to make three footers. That's brutal. Tough to believe. If anybody other than Adam Scott's playing in that group, they win. Oh, one last one last touch on the Genesis. Um, since I lost this episode last week, we have fully hitched our wagons to Rory's comeback. Um, at his peak, Hurley and I think there is no one on this planet who will beat him. And this week, he he, he was there. He was threatening. Twelve. I mean, 63, 69, 69. There is no, I will take that every week. Every week I'll take that from Rory. And he looked good until he three-putted 17. Oh, yeah, the wedges were working a little bit here and there. Still needs to tune them up. Yeah, like, but he, he yeah. definitely needs to start finding pins with them, but at least he's finding the greens. Right, which is good. Which is good. <laughs> but he did not hit a lot of greens in regulation, like, no, Sunday he was scrambling for sure. It was um, poopy. Honestly, he was only close because Holmes and Thomas were having a... I don't even know what they were trying to do. They were trying to see who could shoot the highest Sunday score and still win the tournament. <laughs> Jordan <laughs> Spieth did shoot the highest Sunday score, so they didn't win that one. But <laughs> yeah, So that's it for the Genesis Open. Kind of, Kind of a letdown on Sunday. A little bit. And also, I was convinced that if if uh, if the tournament went to fifty four holes, there was zero percent chance anybody but Dustin Johnson was going to win, because I think he's won like four times on tour where they're fifty four hole tournaments. Fifty four. Yeah. Really? So, I it's it's more than once I know. So it's like uh, not very rare. Like I mean, to have the tournaments cut to fifty four holes is pretty rare, and for him to win multiple of those is pretty nuts. So just just for you betters out there, if there's ever a tournament get, that's going to get cut to 54, Dustin Johnson will win. It's because he doesn't have to play Sunday. They can't penalize him for anything stupid. That is true. The USGA, Mike Davis isn't out there calling penalties on him for touching his ball or whatever. Yeah, big shout out to uh, YouTube. You can watch all the US Open recaps. And basically, I watched it last night, and uh, I was watching Dustin Johnson's, and at the end of it, you know how they gave him that penalty? It was ridiculous. At the end of the yeah. tournament, Mike Davis has the balls to get up there in like a little interview on camera in the film and says, we had to give him the penalty. He moved the ball, and I bet Dustin Johnson just wants to kill him. All right, let's move on to next week, dog. All right, next week we got 
the first WGC of the calendar year. I'm getting a call. The worst, the worst WGC of the calendar year. That's true. One sec here. Hello. Hey, can I call you in 15 minutes? I love you. Bye. Sorry about that. All right. So, like we said, the worst WGC of the of the year. Hello, Ryan. All right, I'm here, dog. All right. Yeah. So, worst WGC of the year, Club de Golf, Kepultepec. That was probably the widest thing you've ever said. Yeah, I've been working on my Spanish. Wasn't ready for that word. It really wasn't. Your mom would be very disappointed. Well, she can't speak Spanish either and never taught me, so. <laughs> Who's going to teach me, Poovy? <laughs> Poovy can't, Poovy can't do it. Any Spanish. All right, so let's look at the... Uh... There's some good featured groups this week. Uh, yeah, there's let's hear them, Harley. Tiger Bryson and Abraham Answer, who's Mexico's top-ranked player. Oh, um, that is a move by Mexico. That That's going to be a packed grouping. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The and Bryson-Tiger uh, dynamic, I'm happy we're going to see that again. <laughs> See, I'm not a huge fan of Bryson DeChambeau, but he's you won know, four of his last ten starts, so... You know who is a big fan of him? Tiger. Really? You didn't know that? Uh, that, yeah. that doesn't really surprise me, because... I mean, Tiger's a smart guy. Oh, Tiger's Stan a secret Stanford guy. bro. I think Stanford Tiger guy. wishes he would have found out... Big Stanford guy. <laughs> Tiger wishes he would have found out all this weird stuff Bryson did before but so that he could keep it a secret from everyone else. I, just imagine if Tiger would have been out there in that fucking hat that he wears, oh, reading God. his putt with, putts with protractors and shit yeah. like that. Unbelievable. But anyways, the other ones are uh, Rory, Bubba Watson, and uh, Brooks Kepka, which I'll is actually going to be a sick one. group. They're going to be hitting nukes all over you know, the elevated Mexico City. So, I mean, that group's going to be hitting a lot of irons because the golf course is fast and tight and... A mile in the air. Shitty and, yeah, a mile in there. So they're going to be hitting, you know... We're going to see the Rory McIlroy 300-yard four, four irons or whatever four. he's doing. Um, and then uh, a group that I'm interested in watching is the Phil, Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson group. Mm. Um I think Phil's going to play like shit this week, but the other two guys, I think if you look at, um, I mean, Justin Thomas has the course record at the golf course uh, and DJ won there too. So it's like, I feel like those guys are, I mean, they're all past champions at this venue. Um, that'll be a fun group to watch. And then uh, Ricky Fowler, John Rahm and Patrick Reed is the last um the last featured grouping for this week. Uh, those are fun groups to watch. Those are all good ones. That's probably the only good thing you can take out of this WGC is in during a kind of dry time of the season, you get powerful groupings like that. 
But let's talk about the notables who decided that WGC was not worth their time. Uh, the best player in the world decided this WGC was not worth his time. World number one sets <laughs> out the WGC by choice. No injury, no sickness, just sitting it out. What do you think about that, Hurley? Um, you know, I don't really see that much of a problem with it, to be honest. Like, I mean, this is really the the start of, like, we're going to start ripping through tournaments. So it's Honda Classic, Arnold Palmer, Players, Valspar, and a WG, another WGC in the next five weeks. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they, I mean, they're not going to get a ton of time to to rest. If it's a golf course that doesn't really set up well for you, I mean, not that this course wouldn't set up well for uh, uh, there's J- not many Justin Rose. that don't set up well for Jay Rose. I mean, when you hit it dead straight and perfect every time, yeah, pretty much every golf course can set up well for you. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, you're right. There's We've talked about this. With the, uh, the movement of the Players' Championship really makes this time of the year a little bit different than it has been before. Normally you would see a lot of players in this WGC – Basically, the story has just been the players who don't want to go to Mexico don't go to this one. But now it's also going to be players like Justin Rose who know that they're going to play in the Honda Classic, the Arnold Palmer Invitational, and the players. That's three straight weeks. So you're going to be traveling for a month, adding in going to Mexico. Right. And uh, I'm actually shocked that DJ is going because he was he's just in Saudi Arabia. Oh, he doesn't give a shit. He just he just swings his big old hogger around wherever he feels like he wants to play golf that week, and he's got a great chance to win. Do we want to do a quick preview on the Puerto Rico Open happening the same? I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> my, pick, my pick for the Puerto Rico Open is Steve Marino. Steve Marino, all right. Also, also get this. So uh, Phil last year obviously won the WGC Mexico mm-hmm. for a $1.7 million payday. Yep. Right? DA Points won the Puerto Rico Open last year for a $540,000 payday. Do you know how <laughs> low that puts, like, 15th place? <laughs> I think, you know, I think, I think you make more winning a web.com tour tournament than you would winning the Puerto Rico Open. Oh, you probably do. Wow. Yeah. So, honestly... Any web.comers listening to this, if you don't need the points, I don't think you need to go to Puerto Rico. Maybe make a vacation <laughs> out of it if you're going to. But I say sit it out. Watch the WGC. There's some good featured groups, as we've mentioned. So, you know. Actually, I'm going to give it, I'm gonna give a quick little prediction. Uh, look out for Aaron Baddeley this week uh, down in Puerto Rico. Um, He's playing in Puerto also, Rico? That's hell yeah. His. That's all his. Um, and also look out for, like, um, I feel like Robert Garrigus has a good chance to win this week. Ooh, big um, web.com name. Also, just wanted to give a shout-out to Todd Hamilton from uh, Galesburg, Illinois. Uh, wow. fluke, fluked an Open Championship, but he's also playing in the Puerto Rico Open. <laughs> All right. Um, I do think if there's going to be a tournament that Tommy Fleetwood plays well in early this year, it will be this one. 
I'm simply basing that off of his play last year and the fact that he's been kind of dormant for too long. I think it's about time we see Tommy Fleetwood's name sneak up on the like seventh or eighth on the leaderboard. <laughs> with like game. a with like a sixty in there somewhere, like fires oh, yeah. off a, a sixty in the third round to get within like seven shots or something. I could totally see that. I uh, I'm actually not too shocked that his career didn't take off like everyone thought it would after Aaron Hills. He had a good year that year. He but... had a great year, but I I didn't really see much from him that made me think he was dominant. It was he's kind of like another guy that when he puts well, he's going to have a good shot, you know. He's not someone who can win with his B or C game. Right. He also rarely works it both ways. So that takes him out of a lot of the bigger better courses. He hits a beautiful cut with every club in the bag, but anything outside of that is tough for him. I just want to take a second also to talk about, uh, we touched on earlier how shitty the golf course is, uh, but it is not fun to watch a golf tournament on, Mm -mm. which on the PJ Tour is, well, I mean, I have a lot of problems with pretty much all the courses that they play on the PGA Tour, but this one in particular is not even fun to watch because it it plays like a, a brick and then it's like 10-yard wide fairways with trees and you're hitting the ball way too far, like further than you're, you know, you're used to. I just don't think it, it really sets up for a, that good of a tournament. Um, but it really just, I mean, like most courses plays into the fact that, you know, the guys who hit it the furthest are going to have more of an advantage because they can hit, you know, irons off of every single tee if they really feel they want to do that and wedge it close. Yeah. With, uh, with everybody picking up, well, first off in Mexico, a lot of these guys can just hit four irons everywhere, but I mean, even the medium range hitters, never have to pull a head cover off. Right. Which, exactly like you're saying, makes it a boring tournament to watch, especially because it's also not really like a second-shot golf course. It's almost like a pitch and putt. And that's just no fun to watch. There, It doesn't look like there's much thought going on. Right. It's just you kind of get up, you hit, you know, you hit it straight, and then try to hit it straight again. Watch out for all week, everybody in the golf world to talk about how every player is using their track man numbers to get the conversion stuff we really don't care about because the conversions don't even work you're going to see at least 10 times this week a player shocked that their ball carried as far as it did so just get yourself in front of that and be prepared for it and don't even listen oh I, I really miss Johnny Miller after we watched that choke fest the past two Sundays, there's been choke. Oh fests. man, if it might I could be have a heard, curse. oh my god, if I could have heard Johnny Miller talk about how much Justin Thomas choked this tournament, and then he would have I would, ripped, I would, he would have ripped JB for his play. Oh my god, yeah, he would have been having a field day. They would have just had to, they would have had to cut him out. 
he may have declared at some point that no one deserved to win the tournament. He would have tried to stop the tournament. Yeah, he would have been like, all right, guys, like, you guys suck. <laughs> you I can't. love that guy. That oh, my God, incredible. he's the best. Because he'll talk about guys choking when they, like, miss one shot. Like, yeah, oh, my. Like, like, oh, that guy, he choked. It's almost like, uh, makes you think that whenever he used to miss a shot in the lead, did he think he was just choking? Is he like, fuck, I'm choking it? Like, Wait, right there's, there's something wrong with the sentence you just said. What did I say? He never missed a shot when he was in the lead. <laughs> That's true. He said when he, when he missed a shot when he was in the lead, but that never, hap- that never, never. happened. Not once. Ever. <laughs> I, uh, also, I watched all three of the U.S. Open videos. So, Also, the Milwaukee Open. 2017 that was featured his quote when JT uh, broke his record in relation to par not number but relation to par they asked Johnny Miller uh, how he felt about JT's round of 7 under and he said not bad for the Milwaukee Open at Aaron Lake, which was great <laughs> I mean, Johnny's the, man, the fucking best the man did shoot 63 at Oakmont so yeah, in the final round on a Sunday to win the tournament. We know. We've heard it a thousand times. But I want to hear it more. I want to hear it every single week. I can't. Oh, did you hear about him in the Cheese Whiz? Oh, he's used to just like slam Cheese Whiz, right? Like, like multiple, path, like multiple cans, right? During the. Yeah. Just suck down cheese was like it's a drink. Yeah, that's gross. It's easily the weird, like, I've heard a lot of weird food habits of people. That's the craziest I've ever heard. Like, oh, yeah, I just fucking slam cheese whiz all the time. Just straight out of the can. Psychopath. Have you, have you seen the video of it? Yes. Oh, He's he, looks a psychopath. Like, he looks like the villain in the scariest <laughs> movie I've ever witnessed in my life. <laughs> That shit's incredible. It's just the best movie yeah, of all he's time. A, he's a gangster. I miss him every day. I need to try it. I need to try and suck down some cheese whiz just to see if I can. Maybe maybe your ball striking will improve. That was his secret. Hopefully it does improve and it doesn't go bad for me where my arrogance increases, but my skill does not. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a tough side effect of the cheese whiz. That's half the battle, dude. <laughs> Also, uh, there's a lot of talk, speaking of Johnny Miller, this just brought it up in my head. A lot of people are talking about Spieth having the yips. I don't think he has the yips. Do you think he's got the yips? Wow, I don't know if I would ever... Wow, does Jordan... I don't know. It's a tough that's one. My, that's my answer. I don't know. He's such a geeker. Time will tell. That's true. I, he may have the mental yips. He may be the first to actually have those where he just won't let himself get close to a lead. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm too close. I'm, I'm six back. That's too close. Let's shoot 81. He's like, Michael, can I hit the eject button yet? And Michael's like, what are you talking about? He's like, can I hit it now, please? He's like, Jordan, it's your third hole. He's like, triple. <laughs> triple? <laughs> yeah. Triple quad, bogey, quad, quad. Spieth also with a dead shank on the second hole this week. Yes, I saw that too. Not good. Um, 
I know for a lot of people that's scary, but to be honest, as a hooker of the golf ball, not too scared of the shanks. Um, I only get scared of the shanks when I have the shanks. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. That's, because that's that, reasonable, Ryan. Because then that's the only thing that I can think about is that I have the shanks. Yeah, the shanks and the yips, two of the worst things in the world, and Jordan Spieth just might have both. Oh, no. It's over for him. But if he confirmed has both, his career is over. I did watch uh, watch the Chambers Bay U.S. Open also, and it just made me, one, really miss Jordan Spieth a lot. I want him to come back as much as I'm joking about him. Behind Rory McIlroy, he's the only golfer I want back. And then... Uh, Secondly, it made me think I definitely want another U.S. Open at Chambers Bay. Yeah, that tournament was, I don't know. It was Not entertainment. Huge. I kind of liked that golf course. I loved it. I loved every second of that golf course. The only problem I have with it is I've, I know a couple guys that have played out there before, and they said it never is brown. Oh, just that they browned it that time? Yeah, like it, they said it never is, it never looks like it did that week. It's always green and lush. I but. loved how it looked, though. It was, I mean, they were thinking every shot. I loved that part of it. Right. I think that's that's one of the cool things about golf courses like that that are just massive pieces of property mm-hmm. that they can sort of, uh, you know, use. I mean, that's one thing that we've talked about before, talking about width and things like that is is like you have the option like you you know you you get to a hole that might be fairly straight but there's a right a correct side of the fairway you know that you have to hit the ball on or else you're going to be fucked or you know the lies are not going to be right or whatever absolutely i think uh, i think chambers bay was a really good look at uh just some creativity that we could bring to the states that just hasn't really caught on here yet to be fair, though, it's a nine-year walk. Oh, yeah. So, I'm. Sh- oh, it's brutal. But that's about it for me. I, let's give a pick. You got a pick for Mexico? Uh, I'm going to go with my pick that I picked last week, which is Dustin Johnson. I'm probably going to pick Dustin Johnson every single week until he actually wins, and you I get, get it right. You get one more week to pick him. Okay. I might bank it then for uh, early April. All right. Yeah, I think. I don't think he's got early April in him, but I never said when in early April. I just said early in April. If it's the second <laughs> week, we disagree quite a bit. All right, all right. Well, we'll we'll talk about it on the pod when we get there. But um, let's see. This week in Mexico, I think Tiger's going to top five, but I don't think he's going to win. Yeah, I don't think he's going to win either. But I, I think our guy Rory, I think he breaks through again. I, th- I think he might. I just think um, it might be enough that, like, hopefully his 60-degree wedge will just be the only wedge he needs to use and he won't have to think about what club to pull. And then he can just hit greens. <laughs> and hopefully make a few putts. Yeah, he really only needs to make 
maybe a third of his putts because actually not Sunday. But this week he was giving himself a lot of them. Look for him to get off to a hot start. I got Rory. You got Dustin. Hopefully one of them wins. That'd be good for the pod. Yeah, that's about all I got. Uh, just fuck Tom Gillis. I hate Tom Gillis. That fuck guy. Tom Gillis. Oh, my God. Fuck you, Tom Gillis. I, <laughs> Tom, if you want to come on the pod, we can debate. We can. Oh, for, you all, know, for all two of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Shout out Matty Cooch. I'm sorry for anything negative I might have said about Matt. It was, um, I fell victim to Tom Gillis's trap. That guy's evil, he's conniving, and he's just mad that he doesn't hit a smooth little hook draw like Matty, Matty Cooch does. Fuck Tom Gillis.